Hello and welcome to the Eye on the U podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson. I'm joined, as always, on the other line by Susan Miller-Degnan, our Hurricanes beat writer here at the Herald. Susan, what's going on? Um, Practice and practice and more practice. Yeah, have you, have you stopped sweating since our uh, long day out on Green Tree practice fields today? <laughs> yeah. Long day with no hydration. We'll know yeah. better next time. Yeah, we got a. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it wound, wound up being a pretty eventful day uh, down in Coral Gables. We're recording this on uh, Thursday evening. Uh, it was Miami's first fully padded practice today. Uh, they'd been in shells kind of the last couple of days, right? Shoulder pads, yep. helmets. Um, they also had a lot of alumni out there, uh, including uh, Gino Toretta, Vernon uh, Carey, Jeremy Shockey. Um, and they surprised us in the morning by saying, Hey, you guys get to watch this whole practice and, uh, made this episode a lot easier to do because we've got real things to talk about today because we actually really, um, you know, got to figure out some stuff about this team and not just get spin from, uh, the team or agendas from sources giving us spin. So, um, yeah, definitely the most insightful day of practice we have had here to wrap up week one. Oh, for sure. It was, it was long and hot and, and fun because we got to see, we got to see a lot of things, you know, all different position groups. And we saw the kids, uh, you know, really, really hyped up, um, a lot of contact. Um, although, you know, I, I, they didn't uh, bring people on the ground because they're getting ready for the right. scrimmage. But we'll, we'll talk about that, but it was, it still was a lot of hard hitting. What you say? Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, there was some some crunching hits, like on throws over the middle or to the sideline or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, you you mentioned it. We're we're gonna kind of run through. Uh, I don't know if superlatives, just a, a bunch of categories we've got of, of observations from the first week of camp. Yeah, but big picture, you you before we uh, started recording, we were just talking about some of the stuff we were gonna talk about. Yeah, and you made a point like the energy we, again we saw a full practice today so we saw them keep up their energy through an entire practice right you know usually we see about four periods and you know they're, they're yeah. fresh then right they're coming right out of the locker room they're not sweating all over themselves quite yet uh but we saw what a practice looked like two hours in today um and they like again we're, it was practice six today so you would hope they're not like dogging it yet but um, you know, kind of full energy throughout. There, you didn't see a lot of uh, a lot any much very much loafing there. No cramping that I could remember seeing at all. No, no um, cramping, which was yeah. really uh, heartening because it it was it was very really hot. hot. And, yeah, the hottest one from one of the hottest days of the year down in in Coral Gables. It felt like at least. Yeah, we say that every practice. I know. <laughs> I know. But yeah, it was they were really really. Um, energetic nonstop. I mean, they were, you know, you noticed when these guys ran plays, um, even when the play was over, I, uh, most of the guys on offense just kept running and running and running. Uh, they just, they just went all the way through, all the way through to the goal line, yeah. all the way. I mean, it, and, and Mario wants that. These coaches are kind of demanding that. So, um, you know, I saw one time a, rec- a young, a freshman receiver uh, caught caught a ball and uh, looked 
you're like, oh, wow, good, you know, good catch. And then all of a sudden he just kind of, he stopped, kind of stopped running, which is, you know, almost like, okay, the play's over. Right. I'll start just a little jogging. I can go back and boom, the defender hit, slapped the ball out of his hands. Um, So yeah, you can't do that in this regime for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely not. Um, any other kind of big takeaways from just, you know, obviously like yeah. it, a lot of the cliches we've been fed so far or so far seem to be real, right. About the, uh, intensity of practice, the pace of practice, right. There's not, not a yes. whole lot of wasted time there, which which is stuff we saw in the spring too. Um, but it's, it's carried over into these early days of, of fall camp as well. Yeah. The, um, well, we we said it. We, we said it was alumni day, right? Yep. So lots, lots of lots of guys. Which really, um, I think that's why they made it open to us too. It was I think they liked the old school feel because it used to be, you know, years and years and years ago, mm-hmm. everything was open. Right. So um, it was pretty cool, and there were a lot of people on the sideline. We're kind of on the end line, end zone kind of thing, and there. They were they were lined up and down the field, the former players, and it was really nice. It was there was a lot of energy on the sideline too. Uh, I mean, we're, we're, are we going to the position groups here? Big picture about quarterbacks. Yeah, well, I mean, I think our biggest, yeah, you know, one of the things we had here was just we're running through some top performers from from camp so far. And again, this is with the major caveat that we have seen, um, basically. You, we typically we see about 40 minutes of practice if that 30 minutes of practice yeah 30 maybe um and it's never we're always basically ushered out right when seven on seven stuff kind of gets started so we see individual drills um today was the exception we saw practice all the way throughout um but the i mean and it's not surprising considering this guy is thought to be one of the best in the country at his position but the quarterback group um continues to be really Really impressive, although a couple interceptions today, but you know yes. that you expect that in a you know, in a practice, obviously. Yeah. There were, um, well, yeah. Across the board, I, I, the quarterbacks have been definitely a, a bright spot for this team, and and feel like they are going to be as it wound up being really the last two years of Derek two years ago, and then Tyler taking over for Derek after the injury last year. Quarterback is the strength of this team, and you you can feel it because. Obviously, Tyler is great. Um, Jake, although he did not have his best day today, um, is well, pretty much every other practice we've seen him has looked kind of right there with Tyler. And, and Jakari Brown is, I thought, I think has looked very impressive to, too. And I thought had a really good day today. Yes, he did. Jakari, other than the first day last Friday, I guess, um, he's, yeah, he's gotten substantially better. He is good. And, uh, you know, Tyler's Tyler. I think they all had picks today, right? Um, I, I think yeah. Tyler might add one, and I think Jake. We said had Jake two, had a couple, yeah, had a couple, and then uh, and Jakari. I think had one, but you know, like you, like you told me, it's it's a lot different from a game. I mean, the interceptions. I. You 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 kind of want the defense to look. Yeah, good. like we're we're gonna when but, we talk about some of the other standout performers, we're right. gonna talk about about a guy who had one of those interceptions. So yep. like you know it it it's a weird situation. Yeah, like, I mean you want you want the defense to look good. Uh, yeah, for sure. So um, yeah, uh, 
Yeah, I mean the quarterbacks are are great, and uh, and should we should we go through some of the other? Yeah, guys? well, I will say I just want to say I think Tyler has been the top performer in camp so far. I think just like you know, and maybe it's like bias because we know how good he was in games last year, but like right. the way he just, like leads the quarterbacks through oh. drills and just the the types of throws he makes. Um, the deep throws he makes, he's, he's very accurate on those deep balls, obviously, as we all know from watching last year. Um, like yeah, I, he, he, he's the guy, like he's, he, he's a guy and, and you can see it in his presence. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's very focused, very serious. Um, everybody looks to him. He's, uh, you know, he, he, t- and we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about Xavier. Restrepo. Yeah, that's that's kind of probably he'd he'd be the other candidate I would say for the top performer through camp so far. It's kind of hard to separate Tyler from uh, Restrepo when you talk about them because I mean Restrepo is very you know they're they're they, I don't know if they still are but they definitely were roommates at one point. They're very close and that chemistry carries over the field where for uh, sure Xavier Restrepo is clearly Tyler Van Dyke's favorite target. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, and they are very close. And um, I mean, there was that one one day in camp. I don't know. First day, maybe second day, whatever. I, I didn't mean to. I posted a video. It's hard to see. They're like off in the distance and, you know, and uh, and it, it Xavier uh, missed, you know, missed, he dropped, he, the ball bounced off his hands early mm-hmm. in camp. People were going nuts. Well, I mean, there's always the first day there were a lot of drops. The first day of camp, there were a lot of drops. Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, which is not good, but it somehow in the last several years, you've seen that, you know, and mm. more than just the first day, but they've totally improved. And Restrepo is, uh, he's, he's been like lights out since, at least from what I've seen. This guy, you know, soars in the air. He, he dives on the ground. He goes parallel. He goes whatever it is. Mm-hmm. He he does whatever it takes. He like puts his whole body into everything. Doesn't you can hear it. Yeah. You can hear it when he catches it. Yeah, um, he's always he's the guy who's like on the ground more than anyone else. And that's been the honestly, it's been the case since today stepped on campus. He has been an undeniable like practice hero, basically. Yeah, and sometimes those yeah. guys don't translate into games, but we've seen it translate for him already. So he is, he's a, a hundred, he's goes, he goes at what, the same speed in practice and in games. And that means that doesn't mean that he's going slow in games. It means he's going real, real fast. In practice. Oh yeah. And I, and I can like, like the coaches love that. And Van Dyke, I'm telling you, I mean, Restrepo, he's it, like, after that one, I we talked to him after he missed that one ball, and he said he just goes to the jugs machine. Then I mean, he's I Tyler's gonna no matter what, Tyler's gonna will it. Tyler is throwing him the ball, and that's it. And usually they're hard line drives. <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, he comes out of the slot and and he gets the ball. So that's a that's an important top performer, by the way. Yes. Yeah, I mean, we're going to talk. Uh, I'll save some more wide receiver talk for a little later. One other guy I wanted to shout out, um, just because I thought he was awesome today, was uh, Elijah Arroyo. Uh, Will Mallory was in a, a red non-contact jersey for the second half of practice. Uh, still did a lot. He did some seven-on-seven seven stuff. No 11-on-11. 11 11. 
Oh, uh, that meant a lot of Elijah Arroyo he made a one-handed catch at one point. He ran a, a nasty route in the middle of the field, totally like shook uh, Avante Williams, who has been one of the better defensive performers in camp. So he looks like he's due for a, I mean, obviously people had really high hopes for him last year, you know, will had obviously flashed in, in spots here and there, but he seems very much ready to take that leap to be the classic, like, to give Miami that classic two-headed tight end monster that they always like to have. For sure. That's going to be, a, I think, a big part of their game plan. Yeah. We saw, I think when they started 11-on-11 11 11 today, um, the first, pat, like you know, the starting 11 they had on offense, I'm pretty sure it was a two-tight end set with Arroyo and um, Khalil Brantley. So, yeah, you know they're going to run a lot of a lot of two-tight ends, especially um, – because you know, wide again, I don't want to step too much in our wide receiver no. conversation, but there's still some some question marks there. I would say, yeah, yeah for sure. The tight, I love that they're going to play two tight ends. Yeah, I um, think they've got the personnel to do it too. Because um, I guess this translate transitions us uh, right into our pleasant surprises. Um, <laughs> because one of the pleasant surprises of camp uh, has been Khalil Brantley. Uh, at least yeah. you know today he was. Again, with Will Mallory out, it meant a lot of Khalil Brantley in like running with the ones. Yep. And uh he made plays and he seems to kinda of always make plays whenever he's out. Like it doesn't matter what group he's with, whether he's running with the backups. Even last year when the you know, the freshmen kind of always run together as the threes, basically. Um, yeah, he looks like a guy who is yeah, I don't again, they have two really good tight ends ahead of him. So how much is he really going to play? You know, he's probably not going to have more than like a dozen catches or something right it's just there's the target is not the targets to go around but he's got a role it seems like in this offense he's a little smaller kind of like that h back type he was a wide receiver for a long time and in, in high school um but yeah i i've i've liked what i've seen from him yeah uh, for sure i i think uh, it's kind of evident that um the coaches like him also we saw him a lot today um and uh and the old staff loves him too he's got that personality where he's like kind of a rally the troops kind of guy but you know you almost thought you weren't sure, when he came in you know you wonder what his role would be and i think right. i think it's going to be you wonder how significant you know a contributor he was going to be and i think he i think he will be he's still young he's a mm-hmm. retro freshman and uh he's he's a bright kid and um I, I like him a lot and I'm, I'm, I'm pushing for Khalil. Yeah. They've got to think, you know, we're like Mallory and Arroyo. Mallory's the big guy. Arroyo's like the little bit shorter, like H back type. Right. Um, And they're kind of have, I mean, they got a lot of tight ends coming in next year, so it'll change things, but they right. kind of have Skinner and, and Brantley Skinner, who's huge uh, in terms of uh, height and length. And then, uh, Brantley, who's a little bit smaller, H-back kind of guy. They've kind of got, like, the current iteration. You can see the future uh, version of it, too, uh, right behind them on the depth chart. Um, any other uh, surprises who have stood out to you? We've got a lot written down. Yeah, here, so. well, we have a lot. I, we, I mean, uh, I think uh, Thaddeus Franklin, running back, um, I don't I, – yeah, he's he's yeah. slimmed down a little bit, and you he's just moving better. You can tell. I don't think he's going to be the forgotten no uh, I, man, uh, especially with Josh Gaddis liking to play a lot of you know running backs, and um, but he's still pretty thick and stuff. But I that that kid 
whenever he touches the ball, he gets a lot of yards. I know he, I didn't, I know he didn't touch the ball that much, but he like came through every time. So, um, yeah, he's one. Also, you had mentioned, and you know, I mentioned DJ Ivy, cornerback. Yep. Um, it, you know, he's been around for a long time already. Um, but uh, he was he's had he, his ups and downs, know, and he's yeah. a, you know, he's a guy who feels like Miami fans are always bagging on a little bit. Um, and it's deserved sometimes, but I, you can yeah, tell this new coaching staff likes him because he's out there all the time with the ones. And he looks, he always looks apart, right? Yeah, got oh, good long fact, arms. Yeah, very long arms sometimes, and he seems kind of strong. And sometimes during games, there have been some, like, you know, missed assignments or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so, so another one, another one we said, uh, uh, Justice Oluwashan. Am I saying it right? Ol- yeah. Oluwashan, um, yeah. Oluwashan, Oluwashan, yeah. Uh, he's been playing right guard, and it looks like he's uh, well. He's, you wrote about him last week, right? He's squatting yeah. seven hundred pounds. He's like. a spotter, the seven hundred pound spotter. Very, very intelligent kid, and um, I, you know, he's gonna he'll do a good amount of playing. Let's put it that way. I mean, right now he's 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 starting, but then again, like you mentioned, Zion Nelson, who's rehabbing that knee when he comes back. Things will shuffle again. Things shuffle, but he's definitely a guard. So, um, yeah, he looked good. What? Yeah, and he played well, a lot. Remember, he like played some tackle last year. Like he's yes. a guy with experience. It's not he like he's just tackle. like a, you're right. It's not just like he's like this total like where did this guy come from? Like is this just a he? They played him a lot last year and yeah, he was he reliable. A lot of tackle actually. Yeah, and he was reliable for them last year. So. Yeah, I'm a, I, I I trust that he's going to be a, a contributor. Um, yeah, I feel like he'll, he's got a good shot to start. I think uh, a lot of it though will depend on another guy who's on this surprise list and that pleasant surprise list, and that's John Campbell, who with Zion Nelson out has kind of been the left tackle. We've seen Jalen Rivers in there uh, a little bit as well, but I think the plan seems to be for Rivers to be um, the left guard. Yep. With Zion Nelson as the left tackle, you know, obviously they want guys as many guys as possible to be workable at key positions like that. Um, I mean, last week, Mar- uh, Mario Cristobal was basically we think John Campbell could be one of the best linemen in the country, which, um, I don't know, I, a, okay, whatever, I, yeah, but <laughs> again, like, you know, I don't Maybe. know about that, but it speaks to how, um, you know, he's a guy who's not, he was hurt all last year. He just has not played a lot. It, it speaks to the level of, I guess, confidence they have in him to at least play and play a, like a role. It does. It's, it's gotta be tough. Hyperbole. It's definitely hyperbole, but. Yeah, I mean, you know. he's a big, big dude, but it's gotta be tough when you've missed a year. Yeah. That's all. It's when you have not played in a game a year, that's tough because. It's it's a hell of a lot different, right? When you're playing offensive line in the actual game, it's yeah. I mean, it's different for everybody, but um, I mean, we've we've seen that big bodies are big bodies, but then you know we'll we'll see what happens. I, I they have a lot of faith in them, so um, yeah. And they need they need more they need more offensive linemen get injured, just mm-hmm. like it seems, uh, and. You know, 
just like running backs and stuff. You just need a lot of them. So um, we'll see what happens there. But yes, definitely a quote unquote pleasant surprise. Yeah. Um, Leonard Taylor, another one who, I mean, I think, you know, people expect him to be one of the best defensive linemen in the country at some point here. Uh, the only reason I put him on this list is because, like, feels like no one's talking about him. I'm, I'm sure Miami fans on on the message boards and on Twitter are, are tweeting about him and as, like, he's part of the core. But, like, I don't right. know, has Mario, like, mentioned his name once? Like, has Kevin Steele mentioned his name? Um, it just feels like we're not getting a lot of chatter about him. We have not talked to him yet, um, no. which, you know, could mean nothing, but usually or it could, mean start, or it could mean something, right? Yeah. Yes, um, yes. For with Mario, with Mario, everything is planned out a little bit. Yeah, right? so, I think he. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. um, but you know, the again, and I don't. I I wrote. I did like our observations post today, and I've made a very big point of like, do not read too much into the starting lineups and stuff. This is just kind of a an indication of who's in the mix rather than who's the favorite. I I can say at this point. Yeah, but Leonard Taylor was uh in with when they started 11 on 11, he was the first defensive tackle out on the field. So um, with the level of talent we know he has, and then typically stuff like that is based on right. Like practice performance, weight room performance, like this early in camp, it's, it's a lot of time based on what you're doing behind the scenes more than like who they expect to start. I think it all combines to be like a really positive sign for Leonard Taylor. Yeah. Uh, we'll agree with that. I think it's I think it's everything too with Mario. I think it's also classroom. Yeah, right. Every- what I'm saying is it's not just like they're putting the most talented guy out there. They're right. They're taking behind the scenes stuff into account. Yes. And with Leonard Taylor, I mean, he was pretty open last year about like he's still grasping the playbook, all that kind of stuff. Um, it seems like a po- very positive sign for a guy who has all the talent in the world and is you know still learning how to be a college football player. Or at least was uh, a year ago. Yeah, you do hear the word "freak" with him. Yeah, he's a monster. No. Um, yeah, uh, Gilbert Fryer's not someone I put on this list, uh, but he's another <laughs> one who, speaking of like some of the old guys, like DJ Ivy, uh, feels like a lot of these like kind of older class of eighteen, like this fifth year seniors and stuff uh-huh. like that, who have had like up and down careers. Um, you know, even some of the like to Corey Couch is another one who. Seems the staff seems to be high on like fresh start, right? With a new coach, yeah. And Frierson, uh, who uh, was a really big contributor early in his career, and then kind of got shuffled into a, a reserve role last year uh, when Amari Carter moved to striker. Um, he seems to be the guy at their star position, which is basically the new version of the striker, the hybrid linebacker safety spot. Yeah, and Gilbert's always been one of my favorites. Because he has, uh, I love his attitude. Yeah. I love it. Gilbert is totally old school Kane to me. Yeah. He loves his team. He loves his teammates. And, you know, um, I was telling you before that it almost feels like he was a little bit forgotten last year. Mm-hmm. Um, right. He didn't, sometimes he didn't play, he wasn't playing. And I was thinking, what's going on with Gilbert? Um, and he never, you know, whenever we did talk to him or whenever he did play, he seemed like he still had the same energy and the same pos- positivity or whatever the word is. I mean, he he's, he still was that rah-rah guy, um, a lot of heart. And I think he's a, 
I think he's a really good talent. He plays very, very hard. Um, and uh, I, I said he's the pride of Coconut Grove. Yeah. And I, I, I wasn't sure if Manny appreciated I don't know how much Manny appreciated him. I'm, I'm not sure, but um, it seems like, um, like, you know, this year it's 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 turning again for him. And um, tell me when I can describe the final. Yeah, well, uh, your favorite play of the day, right? Yeah. Well, probably play. Everybody's. Yeah. I, the I wanted, it, was the la- it was the last play of the day. Too, it was the right? last play yeah. that I was like, was this rehearsed or what? No. Yeah. <laughs> Gilbert Frierson makes a, a right a, with his right hand, comes down with a one handed pick interception. Um, and, uh, you know, he went berserk and the whole place went crazy. And he was so old school. I mean, it was fantastic. And that had to be everybody's favorite. He, he started like what was it like really high step? Yeah, like high step in, and everyone mobbed him. Obviously, yeah, and... slow motion. He was doing stuff with his arm, slow motion, like taking the big um all that strides, like in 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 rhythm, like and they were all going crazy, the whole team around him, and it was just like it was a lot of um old canes. God, I don't want to say the word that begins with an S, but uh, it was it was a lot of. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May fifth, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Can I say the word swag? Yeah, I mean, he's got it, right? Like, you got to back oh, it up on the field, yeah. but he's definitely got that attitude. I mean, but yeah, but it was really refreshing because he made a great play. That play deserved to be yeah. treated like that. And 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 what a perfect time to end, to end the day with all the alums there and all that. It was really, really, really nice. And it made me think, made, made me think of memories of the old Canes and the old Canes actually that were really good and got hyped up because they were good. Not, not some of the former, some of the teams after the really good ones, David, um, you went some years past, but not a ton of years. They still would act, you know, right. They, I don't mean to go out of tangent, but some of those teams were embarrassing to me. Some of the things they did because some, sometimes they'd go a couple times, you know, in the, in the middle of the field, with the, let's say they're on the road, the other team's logo, right? And they would start kind of taunting and saying, "Yeah, stuff. I mean, I think it's right." People who have a problem with the uh, turnover chain would feel the same way, right? Like, yeah, no, but it was embarrassing. Oh, 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 not because because they couldn't back it up; they weren't right. that good. So they'd go on the 
it was embarrassing. They'd go on the um, a, a, a few times on the logo and start like kicking it or whatever the heck they did and like going right up face to face with the other players before right the game started. It was just, I don't I, I I'm just telling you that that happened for a few years, a couple of years, and um it was it was embarrassing because they weren't that good. Right. To say the least. That's all. So, t- so Gilbert doing that, that was the right time to do it. Right. Exactly. All right. Let's move on to some of the newcomers of this group. That is, that's been uh, definitely one of the biggest story. It always is. Um, but a lot of times it's like we're just interested in the new freshmen. But one of the biggest stories uh, of this season, frankly, is going to be the influx of transfers Miami has had on the defensive line. Um, we saw, I guess there's one of them technically in the spring, uh, Jake Lichtenstein. We did not see um, Antonio Moultrie was on campus, but was hurt. So we didn't really see him. Um, but so now we've got Moultrie on the mix. You got to keep Mesador in the mix. Uh, Daryl Jackson Jr. from Maryland in the mix. Um I feel like I'm missing one more. Oh, uh, Mitchell Aguda, Mitchell Aguda in the Mitchell, mix also. Yeah, Mitchell. Yeah, Mitchell. Um, and that has been the kind of uh, the next topic we had here was the most impressive newcomers. And it's like that whole group, basically, because, um, you know, we're still seeing a lot of Jafari Harvey. It seems like he's in really good shape to start. Mm-hmm. Um, we're seeing um, a lot of Chance Williams. Uh, also seems like he is in, you know, in contention for a starting job. Um, like I said, Leonard Taylor, we saw Jared Harrison Hunt is another guy who's just kind of flown under the radar. But yeah. like then you've also like they've got this whole second wave of transfer guys who could all easily start for this team, it seems like. For sure. Did they have we we haven't talked to Jared, have we, Harrison Hunt? I don't think we have. But um maybe. I don't know, maybe once, but uh, yeah, this defensive line, that's going to be a big difference this year, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, has that to was... be, right? Like, who knows, but it, it has to be. Yeah, I, I, think, I think it's going to be. I do, I get that. I mean, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> who knows how many sacks are going to be, but um, I just, I feel much more confident that they're going to be a lot better this year. Yeah, they've at least got like nine, ten guys to choose from, right? Where last year, it, I mean, I, I, I don't want seven, six, seven, eight, like that they trusted. Like if you, I mentioned those four who were with the ones today to start. Then you got the five transfers. You got uh, Jordan Miller. Like they've got legitimately ten guys who it seems like they trust in various capacities. And I, and I, and you know what? I do believe Kevin Steele, the defensive coordinator. He is adamant that he is going to rotate guys. I, I mean, there, there's he he really wants to put you know have a, a rotation and yeah. just keep it going, keep it going. And I'm telling you, that's what they used to do. They did used to do that many years ago. They were just so damn good on the defensive line, and they just keep rotating the guys. And um, yeah. I mean, the, you know, the linemen, again, not just offensive line, defensive line, they get hurt. And uh, so it's important. And I, I think that's – I just feel confident, not even – even though a lot of those guys are transfers, that uh, that they're going to be really good. Even even seeing Jake Lichtenstein, 
um, and the spring game. Right. Yeah. I was going to say, we haven't, uh, he's not been super noticeable to me in right. camp. And now again, we don't get a good look at the linemen usually because they're wearing the other side of the field, but right. we know he's kind of a proven commodity because we saw what he did in the spring game where he was maybe the best guy on the field for the defense. And he's big too. Yeah. I mean, all the, all those guys. And accomplished, like he was good at USC. Yeah, and accomplished, smart. Yeah, I'm I'm impressed, very impressed with the with the uh, D line. So, who else do you have there? We have some other uh, young ones. Yeah, are- well, one other transfer, um, Daryl Porter, who had an interception today. Yep. Um You know, they seem to be kind of at most positions. It feels like they kind of are letting the guys who were around, like. I'm thinking of who ran with the ones to start camp today. And it was for the most part, guys who were on the team last year. Um, yeah. But Daryl Porter seems like he's clearly like, you know, they're every team needs at least four corners and he's going to be one of those four guys. Uh, clearly it seems like, uh, and like I said, had an interception today uh, plays bigger, like you said, than his five ten frame. It seems like. Yes. No, I'm pretty convinced that Mario's going to, um, Mario has kind of a mix. He's like a mix of, yeah, yeah, experience. And yeah, if you've been around, uh, he values that. That's important. But not like, you know, just because you're a senior or you've been a team leader, you're going to start. He does, he's, he, I really think they're going to put the best guys on the field. But like you said, they're taking everything into account. Mm-hmm. everything the whole uh the whole holistic thing not everything yeah as for the freshmen we i mean we just haven't seen enough from any of them and there's no one no one who's i think clearly going to like start or contribute obviously freshmen tend to emerge as the season go goes on i'll say trevante citizen who's been kind of like the most hyped i would say like around the program it feels like um looks the part he's he's huge for a freshman running back like he already looks like uh, a junior or senior like ready to go to the nfl in terms of like his size yeah i mean he does we'll we'll see ready ready yeah okay we're we're still gonna do some more right about questions and stuff yeah uh you got any other freshmen wesley be saying we keep hearing good things but i haven't seen a lot well i yeah wesley been saying i i just had I mean, we haven't talked to him. We talked to him in the spring, right? And he 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 looked like a like a baby cane that was like a man. Yeah. You no, know? he, he he did. Uh, but he was in the car accident. I think he hurt his foot, and I'm not really sure. Totally, we haven't talked to him. Uh, really, how he is. All right, so let's wrap things up with. Uh, like again, sort of a big picture look. I got two big questions uh, that I wanted to close out here with. Uh, one, we're we're through a week of training camp now. What do you feel better about today than when camp started? Uh, the defense. <laughs> the defense as a whole. Um, the front seven. Yeah. Uh, Namely, the the defensive line with all those new guys in there. Yes, I, I should say that for sure. Yes, the the actually let's just make it the defensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, feel a lot better about that. And just because they're going to be, I think they're going to be better. Uh, that's going to help the linebackers. So, um, yeah, that's 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 
that's what I would say. How about you? Yeah, I'd say the defense, the front seven, because, again, we're going to talk about linebackers, a question mark, I'm sure, still, too. Um, but I think just adding Caleb Johnson, even though we have not seen a whole lot from him yet uh, in terms of, like, pushing the, the top group, it's clearly, like, that level of competition has improved. And I, I kind of just trust Charlie Strong. I don't know if that's the right thing. Uh, like, I don't know, how, like, how much a, a position coach can transform a group. But I kind of just – they're talking about, like, some different ways they're being coached and you know, the, the linebackers were just a mess last year. And I, I think a, a change of um, a change of voice will, will go a long way with that position group too. So I, I agree with you on the defense um, defensive line, certainly, but I, I kind of like the whole front seven, like I was really like everyone, I was really concerned about linebacker and I still have big questions there, but like, I don't know, just hearing the way we talked to Corey flag the other day and Wayman Steed today and, and just knowing um Charlie Strong's resume um and hearing the way they talk about him uh and the way he coaches I I feel a little bit better about that group right now than I did a, a week ago yeah I do too obviously but the no, defensive line the defensive I, line is definitely like the reason for yeah I'm still change I, thoughts I, about this defense I agree with you on the linebackers by the way I mean they're all you got to hope they're all going to be better. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, Corey flag should be better. Uh, all of them. They're they have better coaching and uh, supposedly. And uh, I mean, Wayman C is, he's like a thousand years old already. Yeah. He's, he's, you know, he's got to be better. And, um, but uh, I, I don't know about, you know, Caleb Johnson, like you said, I'm not, he had great stats, but I'm, I'm yeah, we just haven't seen him a lot of him yet. Yeah, because I guess he was behind a little, so he's getting extra help. Um, but uh, yeah, that would be that's kind of an obvious, right? Yeah, um, and that would be an obvious. Uh, the other big question I had is, what do you still have questions about? And linebackers is certainly still a fair one to me, though. It's the wide receivers. Um, Great. Where I think both of us feel really good about Xavier Restrepo, like. I, I don't know what kind of odds you get on this, but like, I don't know, feels pretty, pretty much unless he gets hurt, like pretty close to a lock to lead this team in catches. Um, but everything around him and Will Mallory, like, I guess we should include Will Mallory when we're talking about wide receivers a little bit, because he's going to be, you know, he'll be right up there in the team leading catches, you know, he'll catch a lot of touchdowns obviously, but right. the outside wide receiver spot is just like, uh, uh, they've got some guys, some interesting guys, but I don't know. You would have liked to see someone step up in the spring, and that didn't happen. And you know, getting to see a full practice today, again, guys are flashing here and there, but you're not seeing that one like guy who's clearly like the dominant wide receiver. Like, like at you know, like at all these really good Ohio State, Alabama. Like you watch, I'm sure they can watch a practice and be like, oh, Jackson Smith and Jigba is like a superstar and Miami, I don't, they don't have a wide receiver like that. And that go a guy like that goes a long way. We saw it with Charleston Rambo last year. Exactly. Um, I mean, I, I think, I think I'm rooting for Keyshawn Smith. I think he's going to be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, there's, there's a lot of kids that have, can make some cool catches, some really good catches. Yeah, Romello Brinson Romello, had an awesome. Romello. It didn't count. I guess nothing in practice 
quote unquote counts. Right. But he was out of bounds on this one, but he made a ridiculous catch in the back of the end zone today. He's, like I don't yeah. even know how to describe it. He twisted his body in such and, a strange way to make it and happen. And you know what's cool about that play? He got so mad. I know <laughs> that it was out of bounds. Yeah, he was yeah. so mad. Oh my God. And I like that though. I like that. That was yeah. Um he's really good. I know Jake Garcia really thinks highly. Yeah, he's a little skinny still. I would have liked him to get a little bigger. I mean, he's got—he's never going to be huge. Like he just doesn't have the the frame for it. But right. Yeah, I, I like him. Uh, Michael Redding—I mentioned mentioned him. Uh, pleasant surprises. Um, yes. He was out there. He was hurt last year. Missed most of the year. I can't remember exactly what his injury was, but um. I mean, he was right up there with the ones uh, today. And I, I can honestly, I can't remember that ever happening in the past with him where he was like pushing that top group necessarily. So at least early in camp, uh, he seems to be doing well. And, and Keyshawn Smith today, that he knows the playbook better than anyone, even though he's uh, yeah. a guy who is not, I mean, obviously everyone's, I guess, new in this offensive system, but he's a really smart kid. I remember like wanting to be a aerospace engineer. I'm not sure if he's still, doing that because it's hard to balance football with aerospace engineering classes i would think but um like a really smart kid and that you know with a, a new coach where everyone's learning a new system that could go a long way if he's just more advanced than everyone by the start of the year yeah we're just we're looking i think we're both we're and everybody is looking for somebody who's you say that kid cannot come off the field right and yeah that's it and you and there's some really good ones and there's some guys that make some incredible catches, but it's like, yeah, yeah. it's, it's okay. very similar to the situation. The defensive ends had last year where in 2020 um, Miami had Quincy Roche and Jalen Phillips as the two defensive ends. And both of those guys played like 90 plus yeah. percent of the snaps. Yep. And that was awesome for that year because Jalen Phillips was an All-American. Quincy Roche was an All-Conference guy. Both guys are in the NFL now. Um, it was a as good a defensive end hand as Miami had had in a really long time, and it made the defense pretty good. But then you felt the effects of that in 2021 when Miami all year, like, they just couldn't find. Yeah. I mean, Jafari Harvey was kind of the most consistent, I guess, but really, like, they, they really struggled to find defensive ends last year, and so that's the concern with wide receivers. Last year, Mike Harley and Charleston Rambo, two record-setting wide receivers. I don't know the number of snaps they were on the field for, but it had to be upwards of like 80 to 85%. Um, and it's a big gap. You're Now you're trying to find guys to fill not, not even those catches, but those snaps, like you said, guys who can't come off the field. And it, that's my one concern with, with the offense's are are they going to be in the same spot as the defensive line was last year where you're really trying to piece it together and that can only take you so far. Yeah, I agree. And you know, the, the other, this might sound crazy because all the, all the fans are like, Oh, we have the deepest running back core going, mm -hmm. but <clears throat> I, I, I just, I would like the, I would, I would like to see a dominant running back too. Yeah, it seems like Jalen Knighton I, is like separating himself a little bit. They're definitely um, playing Jalen. Yeah. They're definitely he's definitely right now. He's the number one guy, but, but yeah, he so, uh, Jalen. I you just want to see a guy that can really bulldoze also through you know get those yards and not be stopped very easily. And I and I mean pa I know Parrish is new here and yeah. Well, just, and those guys I are small. Like it makes it harder, right? 
Like Knighton and, yes. and Parrish are both smaller running backs. For and sure. Makes it tough. Yeah, and then Don Chaney, sure. who's the bigger guy, has had so many injuries. He's clearly still catching up a little bit. Um, you know, I don't see Thad being like that every down kind of guy. No. But maybe he can be. Um, but that's why Tremonte Citizen, I think, is so interesting because uh, again, he's a, obviously he's not going to be that this year, but he has the build and all that kind of stuff to be that kind of guy um, going forward in a year or two. Are we going to have headlines that say, like, true Vante? <laughs> well, I was thinking citizen puns. Oh, yeah, they'll be, yeah, 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 for sure. He's Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane. You know, they once had a, a guy named, um, I'm sure someone's oh, made that joke, right? But I don't think I've heard that. Citizen Kane. Yeah, that's pretty good. They yeah. once had a guy named Kane. C-A-I-N. Uh-huh. So it was Kane the Kane. Well, it was his last name. Uh-huh. Was Kane. Yeah, it was... I don't know. Anyway, I'm sure we wrote a few leads about that. But uh, anyway, yeah. So running back is also another position that... Uh, uh, um, I just hope, I hope, I hope it improves. I hope their running game improves. Yeah. Well, I think it will just based on the, you know, and, and again, I, I'm a huge Rhett Lashley fan. I love watching his offenses play. Obviously he put together one of the best Miami offenses of all time, uh, last year, but yeah, just the Gaddis, they're going to have a better running game because that's what Josh Gaddis does. Um, yes. be, the, the offense might be. The offense could be just as good, productive as the offense last year, and it could look totally different, which is what kind of makes this season and this preseason and the build-up to the season. like That's why I just kind of want to see it happen. Like I'm done with the preseason. We're only a weekend, but I, I, I want to see some games. I'm tired of, <laughs> I'm tired of thinking about what this is going to look like because it feels like we've been doing that since December. What did Mario get hired? December 5th? feels like we've been doing it since then, basically. I've been just wanting to see what this is actually going to look like when we get on the field. Me too. All right. Uh, let's wrap things up there. You can follow Susan on Twitter at S. Miller Degnan. She is out at Miami practice every day, pretty much. Um, and we'll take every you all day. the way up into the season starts and well beyond. Uh, so you can keep up with her there. You can follow me on Twitter at DB Wilson too. I'm also out there for the most part, most days. Um, yes, you are. Was out there pretty much all week this week, although I'll miss. I guess you won't be that Friday. We, we don't get to see practice, so not missing any, too much that day no, either. But I'll, but I'll be I'll be there because Friday, yeah, they have a they have their first scrimmage so. on Saturday. Yeah, so yeah, this Saturday. so yeah, keep an eye on MiamiHerald.com obviously for coverage on that scrimmage as well. That's um, closed. Yes, it's closed, closed but still, closed. um, you know they'll they'll put out some highlights or whatever. Uh, anyway, uh, thanks as always for listening and we will talk to you guys next week.